our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Today's Thursday, which means we're bringing you Girls at Startup, a weekly series where we spill the tea on how to create a seven-figure side hustle because no one saves their way to wealth. You're joined today by Sim, a seven-figure business owner, and with me is Maya, an entrepreneur in the making. Hello, Maya. Kia Sim. How are we? We are good. The days are warmer and the days are longer, and so it honestly is much better <laughs> when the sun's shining. Do you get seasonal depression? I think I get a little bit of seasonal blues. That's okay. Like <laughs> maybe, <laughs> but I do like my heart just is so happy when there's a blue, well, not even a blue sky, just longer days, warmer days, more time for activities after mahi, after work. So yeah. So you get the seasonal blues? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Me too. It's so hard. <laughs> I was talking to a friend today. She's in New York and she was like, you know, I'm really sad. It's like getting cold and wet, like winter's coming. And I was like, well, I'm in Auckland, New Zealand right now. And it's cold and wet here as well. And it's meant to be summertime soon. So I'm upset. Mm. It's been terrible. Ever since I've returned, I've been home for a week since my trip in the States. And every day it's rained. Damn. It is spring. Like the, the weather we've been having has been very spring. It's not good enough. But it is in LA. So I'll tell you that. <laughs> I would move for the weather, honestly. What are we talking about today? We are talking about how much time should you put into your startup at the beginning versus now. I am so excited for this question. This was actually a listener question that came in. So we have our girls at Invest Instagram page and a lot of people come through on that and ask questions. They often like give us feedback on the podcast, which we love. People think you're very funny. Thank you. Which you are. I just realized how that came across. <laughs> people think you're very funny. People say you're very funny. That is very sweet. Thank you, everyone. They also say that we have a good rapport. They know we're like actually friends in real life. It's not just like a little quirky thing we're saying. We're actually friends, guys. We actually like well, like each other. <laughs> we have done it all. We have worked together. We have lived together. Mm -hmm. We just haven't traveled together. We haven't traveled together. We should definitely do that next year. You're one of my bridesmaids, so we're going to wedding together. We are going to wedding. Yeah. We've done an MC for someone's wedding together, like we emceed. We have. We've done it all except for travel, Simran. Oh, my goodness. We need to travel next year, babe. What if we travel together and then that's the thing that breaks the friendship up? <laughs> 
What if we're like, oh, no, she she was great until I got on a plane with her and I saw her at an airport. (laughs) No, I think we've worked together, we've lived together. We're both like self-aware to know when we both need space. I think we'll be fine. Okay, we'll be fine. Now, before we get into this week's episode, we want to thank our season sponsor, RentApp, the ultimate tool for renters who won't let rent day ruin their vibe. RentApp rescues you from the rent paying chaos. No more ancient ATMs, no more check mailing, no more juggling multiple apps. With RentApp, it's hassle-free, straightforward, and guess what? There are no hidden fees or pesky weekly limits. But RentApp isn't just about paying rent. It's your ticket to a brighter financial future too. There's even an option to report rent payments to boost your credit score, making home ownership more achievable. That's a huge money win. For our GTI listeners, we've got an exclusive deal. Using our referral link in the episode description, you get $50 cash back on your first rent payment. Don't wait for rent day dread. Download rent.app on the App Store and follow at rentapp on Instagram and Twitter. Check out the referral link in the description and make rent a breeze. But yeah, the listener question came in. I thought it was such a good one. I wanted to turn it into an episode on how much time to put in your startup. The question was, hey, I'm just wondering how many hours you put when you first started out per day or per week. And then what tools did you employ to free up your time? As someone that had started Girls That Invest when I was working, I would say at the very beginning, it was for fun. And so I don't really recall recording my time, but I was probably putting in like two hours a day after work. And two hours a day sounds like a lot, but it was more like research. So I was like spending two hours a day scrolling on Instagram, scrolling on podcasts, like on Spotify, understanding what was working, understanding what wasn't, like it was market research. Mm-hmm. And then Making the page, making the account. But those were all like fun things for you. Is that not fun? No, like that's what I, I'm asking. I think they're fun when when you first start off a project and you're just like so excited to get everything going. And so is that the kind of energy and mindset you were in at the time? Yeah, it was just fun. Like it was so exciting. COVID had hit. Yep. So I had moved back home <laughs> to my parents. I'd moved cities. I had just like moved into my new city and my new house I'd been working for a month or maybe even like three weeks and then had to like pack everything up and go home. So I had a lot of free time for a bit as well. But at the start, I was doing it all by myself. So it was very much a case of if it wanted to be done, I had to do it. So it was, okay, I want to grow a social media account. I just have to do it. I want to set up a podcast. I'm going to have to figure out what equipment I need. I need to find someone to do it with. That's where Sonia came in. I need to find out where to research, how to structure it. What does a template look like? Where do we, like I needed to make systems Mm -hmm. for myself and anyone that was joining in. So that took up a lot of time. And then I was like, okay, we've started recording the podcast. I need to learn how to edit it. I need to teach Sonia how to edit. So we did that. And then it turned into, okay, now I need to get the word out there. So I just did a lot of like promotion and press and reaching out to people and being like, hey, we have this podcast, you know, this is this thing that we're doing. And I spent a lot of time just trying to get it started and then get it off the ground. And I would say for the first year, that looked like probably three to four hours a day after work, which 
I don't think is a lot for someone that didn't have children, you know, doesn't have big responsibilities. I'm able-bodied. I Mm. don't necessarily have like many, if any, like mental health concerns. Like it was easy. You didn't really have many other time commitments outside of yourself and your full-time mahi, your full-time work. Yeah. So I look at that time like I had the best time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't draining. Then the, I would call that phase one, like just the tester. Like, does this have legs? Mm-hmm. Can this even be something? Can we ever turn it into an interesting company? Or could it even be a company? Mm. Like that wasn't even on my radar at the start. But then I would say it became this thing where I started growing it much faster than I could manage. And so this is when I was doing like 80 to 100 hour work weeks when my job itself was only like 35. Yeah. And this was the time when all my friends like really worried for me. Sonia at some stages would send me like groceries. We didn't live in the same city, but she like. Bless that woman. Went to the grocery website and just ordered me like a week's worth of groceries, like 80 bucks worth of groceries. I guess they were 80 bucks back then. Not anymore. They're not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But she has, she'd send me groceries and. It was just me like head down, figuring out how do I grow this? How do I build relationships? How do we get partnerships to monetize it? Because at this point it was all for free. And that was really hard. And I am trying to step away from like hustle culture and I'm trying to step away from the idea that you have to, you know, put in this work and grind and like all this. But I think it made it faster at the start, but I had to learn that I couldn't use that to grow it long term Mm. I was gonna ask do you believe that initial intensive time investment was necessary for the success that you achieved I just guess I wouldn't have known any other way Mm, that's true like I I think that is where my I think that's where I fall short like I don't know if I could have grown it as successfully not to say it's very successful but I don't know if I could have grown it as quickly Mm. I don't know if within 36 months we could have become Forbes City Under 30 gotten a book deal done a TED talk hit millions of downloads hit million dollars in revenue like three years is a very short amount of time in the startup world. It is. And also just quickly to go back where you're saying it's not very successful and you've just listed off all of these achievements that sometimes a business or people would achieve one of those or two of those an entire year. Okay. I hear you. Yep. I do. I, I see how that's come just, across. You, you can carry on now. Yep. <laughs> no, thank, thank you for calling me out. I appreciate that. It also, it's very important to mention, like I was doing all of this as a team of one and that was really hard and so maybe if I had had investment or money to have hired people like like I used to think this is how dumb I was I used to think that oh I can't hire someone for an 80k or 100k job until I have 80k in the bank account doesn't work like that that's not dumb I just think you don't know what you don't know if someone earns $8,000 a month or $10,000 a month. You just need a company that's bringing in a little bit more than $10,000 a month to employ them. Yeah. It's okay. You don't need to wait eight months to then be like, okay, (laughs) you're in. Yeah. And hey, that is one of your learnings. I remember there is just like so many instances with Sim. Like I'd be there for the weekend and it'll be like 11 p.m. and we're just catching up. She's like, hang on, I just need to quickly book my flight. And she's going to like 
London or something like that. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. It was last year. It was my birthday. And you're like, like, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy to come to dinner. Like sweeties, I'm just on the radio at like seven and I'll just be about half an hour. It's all good. And you went and did your radio thing in the car and like things like that just became normal like within our friendship it makes me feel terrible it's not I think because a lot of the time I understood how important your business is to you and so there's no many amount of times where I can say you know Sim like rest take the day off or things like that because you were just a team of one everything fell onto you and it just kind of yeah it was just more about trying to be a good friend at that time and be there for the good laughs man I very clearly remember that radio thing I was very upset by it it was like a radio interview and it was like Bumble had sponsored it and I was like can I do it any other time and they're like this is the only time you can do it and I was like I'm literally out to dinner and they were like, this is the only time we can do it. And I'd already signed the contract. And I was like, I literally, guys, we're having dinner. And I was like, I need to excuse myself. And I went and sat in Maya's car. And I waited for the interview, which took like, the radio is never on time. So it was like extra 15 minutes in the car, just sitting by myself with my phone while all my friends were inside at this like beautiful Japanese restaurant. And I just being, I remember thinking that day, this is not the business I want to run forever in this capacity. And so my time commitment yep. has changed <laughs> since then. Wonderful. And it changed by, believe it or not, getting help. Who would have thought? Wow. I don't know if this is a helpful story or podcast or if people listen to this and they're just like, how does someone <laughs> become so successful with such lack of like common sense? No, it's... I think it is a combination of you are so business orientated, like you were like, this is my business, this is my baby, I want to do all of these things, and you're a extremely high achiever, and so I think you just kind of get tunnel vision, and you're like, let me just do it, and then in this period of your life, you're like, I'm just gonna predominantly focus on this, so you live and you learn. You live and you learn, and now I work 20 hours a week. And I make time for my friends and family. I wear this like a badge of honor. If someone is like, oh my God, I don't know why. My family will live really close to me. Their cars always break down. Like they they don't take care of them. So it's always <laughs> like once every couple of months, someone's car's broken down and they're like, I can't get to work. But Simran does nothing, apparently. And she's always free and she's always able. So Simran, can you drop me to work? Or like, can you pick me up? Or like, can you take the dog? Or like, can you take so-and-so to the doctor's appointment or pick the so-and-so up from the, the airport. And I'm so happy to like one of my bridesmaids is coming and she was like, oh my God, I only arrive at 10 PM. And I was like, I can pick you up. And she was like, oh no, like I'm arriving at 10 PM from the airport. I was like, I don't know how to say this to you. Like it's not Simran from two years yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> I have time now. Like literally. And it's we laugh about it now, but I remember every time you're like on a business thing or you'll be in your like business borough for like extended periods of time and then you'll come up for air and you're like, oh my gosh, like, how are you? How is everything? And then I'll give you like a download of everything that's going on and you're like, oh my gosh, what? And I'm like, well, you are knee deep you're in your, away. yeah, it's like, I'm not going to disturb you. So I'll just 
wait until we see each other again until you surface until I surface until you surface how did you move from that 80 to 100 hours down to 20 I want to know your mindset shift firstly I need to apologize (laughs) for the amount of times I think it like realistically it was me realizing that I Sure, I was growing a business, but everything else in my life was genuinely falling apart. I didn't have a playbook. I hadn't seen people do this before. I didn't know what the right thing to do was. And I was so good at doing one thing, but it meant my friendships were like not there. They were falling apart. My relationships with my family were like, you know, strained. I I mean, I just wasn't seeing anyone. I was Mm. literally by myself. And I kind of came up for air one day. And it was the day, I don't like repeating it, but someone had said something and that was like, oh, I'm I'm actually going to lose all my friends. And what's the point of having the successful business if I like genuinely can't, like I wanted to leave my job so that I could have more time and flexibility and freedom. Mm. And I was not having (laughs) flexibility or freedom. And I used to be like, it got to a point where I was like, I just need to change things. And so for me, that looked like, cutting down on everything I was doing it looked like hiring Mm -hmm. my first hire was actually Sonia for a little bit she came and like did a lot of administrative like operations work for us and then Sonia moved to Canada so she did that for a little bit there and then we hired someone else to take over that role because it just like we need someone on the ground in New Zealand for that and she was amazing and to have like someone full-time to help take off the load. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it, from local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple, increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win, win, win. To learn more about how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. My friends and family were like, Simran, something's changed. You're glowing. You have like ease about you. You're not chronically fatigued anymore, babe. Oh, it was terrible. So being able to allow myself to hire someone full-time, being able to allow myself to say, we just need someone else to edit the podcast. And like Sam, our podcast editor, is fantastic. And the fact that I can record an episode with someone and then just send it in a Dropbox and suddenly it magically becomes an episode because Kara uploads it and makes a title and like we get to do this together. Like it's a Mm -hmm. collaborative effort for this greater mission of helping people get better with their money. Like that's so cool. And I don't have to do all of that. Yay. So that helped. So hiring out, letting go of things. And I think the third one was 
reminding myself what's important to me. And I obviously clearly really care about this mission. I obviously clearly really care about this community and want to do the absolute best I can. And I will, but I can't do that if I'm trying to do 20 million things at once. So being okay with doing less and just doing less really well has been really helpful. So I've been able to free up my time. The tools I've used besides like having people on the team have been Mm -hmm. things like therapy, things like going to the gym, having better mental clarity. Mm -hmm. So focusing on your health. Focusing on my health and also anything that I can automate automate it like spend a week writing down everything that you've done this week and then write out do you have to be the person that does it can AI do it like we use AI for a lot of tools now we used to think that we had to like write out captions for videos Ooh, no absolutely not there's a tool for that we used to think that we had to like I don't know just create content in a way that was always new and I was like we have a lot of old content that can be repurposed we don't have to keep coming up with new stuff like sometimes old stuff we will reshare that on an Instagram it used to have maybe been like a tweet now it's a text but a video of me like you know with the same video of me like yeah doing my eye cream let's get a new video of that though are you over it (laughs) I'm over it this is how you know we're actually friends just film a new one sis (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I like it and it works. True, actually, true. I did go to the States and film some more B-roll. Perfect. So we've <laughs> you can stop seeing that video. But yeah, that's kind of how I was able to scale back. I believed that, and I don't know if I would have done it differently because I don't know what the outcome would have been. Yeah. But I kind of believed I had to put my foot down on the pedal for a year and then I was able to ease back. And I don't know if I could have achieved that same amount of success as quickly. I think it would have eventually come, but maybe it would have taken five years rather than three. Mm, Yeah. And I also think knowing you on a personal level and knowing the person that you are, I think you kind of for yourself needed to give it everything that you had the way that you did, just because that's kind of the person that you are. So I want to ask in your case, what do you think would work for you? Like, do you see yourself as someone that needs or prefers to like give it everything at one go and like kind of put everything in your life aside? Or do you see yourself as a bit more balanced? Like as you're growing while being with Maya, I know you have a lot of other things going on in your life that have maybe put it to the side. But if you didn't have all those other things, how would you have approached it? I am a all or nothing person. I don't half like something or mildly like or do anything. I'm either cleaning the entire kitchen or I'm cleaning none of the kitchen. Like (laughs) there's just this constant work in progress for me for finding balance. And I'm sorry I spoke about Julian twice in like two weeks. You can do it for a third time. (laughs) He has really helped me in finding balance in terms of kind of releasing things because like literally I will and because I can stay up really late I'm like oh okay cool I have 30 things on my list I'm not going to bed until I do all of them or until I actually kind of like collapse because I physically can't so (laughs) I and this year with my like workload I've had to really hone in that balance and there have been times where I've really have been good at it for me 
and times where I will literally completely tip the scale. But I think for me in this stage of life, I am pretty strong in what my priorities are, which is like my hauora, my health, my whanau, my hua, so my friends and family. And because I have this te ao Māori, this Māori perspective on hauora, on health and well-being, that also kind of helps, I guess, my all or nothing personality and tendencies to view life through these different perspectives of there are like the Whare Tapa Farm health model there are four different pillars that create like a balanced life and so that is mental social so friends family and all of these kind of aspects of life and so I try and live by that yeah while being an all or nothing person is quite quite a challenge but that is kind of my rule of thumb that I kind of yeah live by don't take any notice the um month before my wedding though and Christmas (laughs) I feel like you are allowed to just relax the month before and the month after your wedding oh I have so many things because Maya has a month to go yeah you have like less than four weeks yeah I have less than four weeks until our wedding and I finished uni for the year so that is a huge load off my shoulders but I also am I and this is how I say I do the most I'm starting a new job two weeks before the wedding (laughs) I'm in a managerial role as well so it's not um I've got to be on my A game but yeah this is what I mean I'm all or nothing (laughs) But you're going to be amazing at it. And Thank you. The wedding's going to go fantastically. The year has ended up with, like, you know, you've only got one semester left at uni. You're going to have a full degree mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of anyone that's going to be a better manager than you. Like, you are the most balanced human I've ever met in my life. Like, you can see two sides of very extreme things and be like, oh, I see where they're coming from and I see where they're coming from and this is a really good middle ground. Thank you. That's really lovely to hear. Well, you're very welcome. I truly mean it. and. You really are all or nothing. But in business, do you think that's a good thing? No. Oh, really? I kind of think just in general life it's not a good thing because there needs to be balance. Of course, there are periods in your life where you need to give more to specific things. But I think there are definitely priorities that you have and there are seasons where you need to dedicate yourself towards some things and that may be Yeah, just like you in your season for your mahi, for your work, was you needed to give it your all. So, yeah, and that worked. Well, I hope you found this episode helpful. You know, yes, I do believe like at the start you need to put in, if you want quick growth, like you just, we can't have it all. You can't have quick growth with two hours of work Mm, a week. Yeah. You can't have lots of lots of work and expect yourself to not burn out and possibly like have shaky relationships and friendships and health because you've given everything to one thing and sure the company grew but like have you (laughs) probably not (laughs) if anything the stress has probably made you a bit shorter I feel like that's happened in my case but I (laughs) just find that it's okay to do whatever works for you like I see people and they are built for going all in I think Maya is one of them and you're made to just do it well do it quickly do it all And it will happen when it happens. And then there's other people that 
are maybe better at being more consistent and they'll do it slowly and they're okay with it taking five years or 10 years, but it will happen for them because that's how they like to operate. And I don't think that the key to a seven-figure business is to do it my way or to do it like the slow and steady way. I think the key is to understand how you operate because if I was Mm. to have done it any other way, I don't think it would have worked for me. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, basically grow it do it the way you need to for me it was doing it all myself and then being able to hire people and teach them everything i had learned and it was very easy for someone else it's hiring people straight off the bat and learning together whatever works for you but i hope you found this episode helpful and if you have please take a screenshot share it on your instagram story tag us at girls that invest let us know in the dms how you found the episode we love the feedback it helps us make the episodes better for you so that we can continue to provide value so you can continue to learn we can all just get very wealthy that is the goal and so i will see you next week my hey kunaida bye bye and as always to finish off with our disclaimer Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence. Alrighty, till next time team. Bye.